Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Cinema Soft Underbelly, your one-stop shop for all things horror-related science fiction fantasy, gems in the rough, hard-to-find movies, little-seen movies, movies that need to be seen and need to be discussed. I'm your host, Eugene Weaver, and today I'm going to shift gears just a little bit from the my usual horror sci-fi genres, uh, and I'm going to be focusing on something that is uh, still very much falls under soft underbelly material, in my humble opinion. And that would be the Spaghetti Western. Um, now, if uh, if you've ever heard of Spaghetti Western, which most moviegoers at this point have heard of Spaghetti Westerns, mainly because, um, for, for anybody that does not know, uh, Spaghetti Westerns are Italian-made Westerns from back in the day. Uh, Tarantino recently did Django Unchained, which is his fantastic, loving homage to these equally fantastic movies, and he knocked it out of the park. It's one of my favorite uh, movies of the last five years. Rewatching Django Unchained, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if there's anything I can think of that uh, that he that he should have changed in that movie. It's it's that good, and I'm not gonna, but I'm not gonna be focusing on on um, on that movie at all. I want to be focusing on some of the old school. Westerns that I've found, I've been recommended, and uh, all those, all those old classics. Um, and just a little history on the Spaghetti Western, which is, you know, also known as Italian Westerns. Uh, they started kind of in the mid-60s in the wake of the Sergio Leone's uh, filmmaking style and his international box office success. Um, there's there's so many, it's hard to... Uh, uh, it's hard to even say just how many there are. And a lot of them are very similar in style and structure. And that's not a bad thing uh, because a lot of these, in my humble opinion, I think that these are even better than the big mainstream Westerns from back in the day starring, starring the Duke. You know, it's, I, I think these are more gritty and they feel more like I would have envisioned the old West to be like. So uh, all you need is a Sergio Leone movie with a score from uh, Ennio Morricone, and it it is Western gold. Western gold. Let me let me tell you, it's it's amazing. Um, again, there's there's so many movies, and some of them are are uh, extremely well made, and uh, and a lot of the ones that are extremely well made, you probably have already heard of. Mainly the Man with No Name trilogy, uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Uh, but then there's the other ones, the soft underbelly of the Spaghetti Western. And I'm going to try and hit on a couple of those today uh, and uh, maybe uh, in the uh, you know, fill, in, fill in some of the spots for movies that you should seek out and try and, try and get watched. So um, anyway, okay, I'm going to get started here. And, and throughout this episode, I might try to chime in a little bit about Spaghetti Westerns as a whole uh, if I can, but I want to mainly focus on a couple movies here that you may not have heard of before. Uh, and speaking of Django, uh, obviously Django was Tarantino's uh, version of the original Django in that series, and that, that series is not really a series at all. Uh, there is just a ton of 
in-name-only Django movies out there from back in the day. And, the, I mean, different stars, different directors, all just basically using the name Django as a, as a cash-in. Uh, however, the original Django, uh, my co-host Eric Warner, thanks to him, I, I checked this movie out, and I'm so glad I did. It's, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, from 1966... Django was directed by Sergio Corbucci, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, I'm going to read the back of the Blu-ray here. Uh, Franco Nero stars as the lone stranger who roams the West, dragging a coffin filled with chaos towards a destiny ruled by vengeance. Co-writer and director Sergio Corbucci, uh, which he also did The Great Silence, and... Uh, Campaneros. I have not seen Campaneros. Uh, the Great Silence, I think that I did, but it's been a long time if I if I have, because it sounds really familiar. Packs his landmark classic this uh, with indelible images, unforgettable performances, and some of the most shockingly brutal brutality of any spaghetti western ever made. This is the still controversial epic that defined a genre, launched a phenomenon, and inspired over 50 unofficial sequels. This is the one and only Django. Um, you know, the first time I watched this and I didn't, I, I did not watch this that long ago. And the first time I watched it, I'm like, yeah, that was good. That was, that was decent. Um, but I didn't think it was great. And upon rewatching it, I, I fell in love with it. it it's so good. Um, it, it is everything that you want a spaghetti Western to be. It's violent. It's got a bunch of dirty Italian actors hamming it up. Um, it's basically one long, this guy shoots a bunch of bad guys, and then the bad guys get revenge, and they kill this person, so the the hero has to, it's just back and forth, back and forth, and usually there is a twist in there somewhere, and it's funny how I, I think that a lot of these remind me a bit of the old kung fu movies of of the 70s, even. It, it feels like they got a lot of their stories from, from the Spaghetti Western, in that very simple stories, even though uh, the simple stories can be made to be very confusing, uh, but they're essentially just, it's just a cowboys and Indians type of thing. The bad guys are in this small town, and it's like just one set, and there are just lots of shooting going on, and it's just cool. Even the way the guns sound, the sound effects are so good. Uh, so, I, to me, I think that Django, the original, is probably... Um, my favorite of the spaghetti westerns, not counting the Man with No Name trilogy, because uh, that's that those are spaghetti westerns, but those are I don't know why those to me feel so much more uh, big budget and more I, I don't I hate to say commercial because they're fantastic movies, uh, especially two and three are are perfect five star movies, and so you know I, I I hate to say they're too Hollywood or whatever, but they don't feel quite like this here. Now, I will say A Fistful of Dollars does, but to me, I think that A Fistful of Dollars does not hold up against Django. I would put uh, put Django definitely above A Fistful of Dollars. So, um, just some trivia here on Django. Um, uh, film spawned hundreds of unofficial... Now, here it says hundreds of unofficial sequels. Um, some were incorrectly titled Django and were only tied so titled that so the cash, to cash in on the original the film was so popular in Germany that almost every Franco Nero western that bears um, 
there bears the Django name. So if Franco Nero started in it, it's Django. <laughs> um, graphic, the, the graphically violent content of the film led the film to be banned in several countries, and it was rejected by the UK until 1993. Uh, and it was not rated. It wasn't even rated in the U.S. And I'm looking on the back of my Blu-ray here, and yeah, it's not rated. And now I mean, watching it today, uh, it's like what? It's it's. I, I don't want to say it's quaint because it's not quaint, but it, it's 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 violent. But it's it's a mid-level R at best. At best. Uh, so um, anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. The body count in this movie is 138, though. So there you go. It's. It is violent there, and there's a scene in the movie where I'm not I'm not gonna I'm gonna try to keep this as vague as possible. The, a character gets their hands stomped on by a horse by a horse, and it's it's pretty gruesome for especially for 1966. I'm like, yeah, that was that was pretty tough. So uh, anyway, uh, the um, in the movie, the major's men wear red scars over their faces to hide the fact. That, um, that because so many extras were otherwise employed on other pictures in the area at the time, they were left with only the ugliest ones who were deemed not menacing enough. So the, uh, the, uh, uh, what do you call it? just the side actors, uh, that really don't have any lines that are this basically there to get shot. They didn't look menacing enough. So they had to wear red scarves. I think that's great. That's, that's low-budget filmmaking at its best right there. That's awesome. So, anyway, that's Django. Uh, I have a couple other Django movies that uh, on Blu-ray, none of which are as good as the original Django, but I, I feel like I should at least hit on them real quickly here. And the next one that I have is Django Kill. If you live, shoot. Yes, that's the title of this movie. Uh, starring Thomas, um, Thomas uh, Million and directed by... Julio Questi, I guess, I think. The back of the Blu-ray here says uh, Thomas Million stars as a half-breed bandit, double-crossed and left for dead, who rises from the grave to seek his revenge. But when his quest leads to a bizarre town called The Unhappy Place, he is plunged into an odyssey of gruesome torture, graphic violence, and relentless sexual depravity. This is the landmark movie that fans and critics still consider to be the strangest and most controversial spaghetti western ever made. This is Django Kill, directed by Giulio uh, Questi. He also made Death Laid an Egg, and I believe that is a uh, that's one uh, that's a giallo, an Italian giallo movie. And co-writer, edited editor Franco Arcali. Uh, he was the co-writer of Once Upon a Time in America and Last Tango in Paris. So they actually have big names attached to this thing. Shocks the world with this uh, hallucinatory tale of greed, corruption, perversion, and beyond. Also known as if you live, shoot. Okay. Um, so, and this, this has all the, uh, all the deleted scenes back in on, on this particular Blu-ray here. So I was pretty excited to watch this, uh, the first time, uh, thinking this is hopefully going to be, uh, close to being as good as the original Django. And up until about the midway point, it was, I'll tell you, this movie was cool. Uh, now the I'll, I'll tell you right now the back of the cover it it's not that bad as far as the violent bloodshed and gruesomeness and blah 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 it's not that bad but it it definitely um, it, it's it's definitely a rough movie it's also um, actually now that I, I'm looking at the back of the Blu-ray here this is the extended version so it's got a runtime of 117 minutes. 
And I'm sorry to say uh, that's too long for something like this. Tarantino can get away with it, and it's great. Uh, I could watch a four-hour movie from him. But a spaghetti western like this, not so much. Django was 91 minutes, and that was perfect. Uh, But by about the midway point, I'm like, okay, this is starting to feel long-winded. And uh, the setup is great, and the fact that there's, you know, it it actually does have a horror bent to it. I think that's, uh, that's really cool. So... Um, this is another one that they just took advantage of the Django name because of the success of Django itself. Um, so this has nothing to do with that, but I will say this came uh, out a year after Django. So this was in 1967. Um, it is good. It's just, there's something about it that's just a bit off. And I believe that that's just the extra long running time for a movie that could have been tightened to be, to where it would have been a lean, mean 90 minute movie. And then it would have been Awesome, but it's still as it is. Very watchable, very good movie, uh, but not up there amongst the best. So, okay. Next up, as far as the uh, Django titles, is Django Prepare a Coffin, and uh, this is actually an Arrow release from the UK. So I got this imported because it's it's a Django movie. So you know it has to be good, right? Yeah. This was from 1968. Now we're two years after the original Django. Like, okay, this should be cool. Let's go. Here we go. Uh, this one here stars Terrence Hill, and it's the Terrence Hill, the 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 one, the only. Um, he's been in a ton of ton of stuff, and um, so right off the bat, you know, at least it he's he's known. He's He's a fairly decent actor, in my opinion. Um, as far as the storyline for this movie, uh, and I might as well let you know some of the other... Uh, the director was uh, Ferdinando uh, Baldi. And Ferdinando Baldi uh, also did... He had actually he, 38 credits and um, a bunch of a bunch of the spaghetti westerns. So there's, there's that. And other... Weird sounding Italian, Italian movies. Um, okay, so the back of the Arrow release. I'm gonna just real briefly read read the back here. Uh, Wanderer, gunslinger, executioner. Django the Drifter returns in this classic '60s spaghetti western. Um, Terrence Hill, who he actually was in They Call Me Trinity, as the wandering gunslinger hired as an executioner for a corrupt local politician who is framing innocent men, sending them to hang in an evil scheme to take hold of their land. But Django has other ideas, and cleverly faking the deaths of the condemned men, he assembles them into a loyal gang who will help him take down the boss, a man who had a hand in the death of Django's wife years earlier. Thrill as Django gets his bloody revenge with a hail of bullets in this classic from the series of B-movie westerns that helped to define a genre. Prepare your coffin now. Um, uh, I gotta say, this movie here I was expecting a lot more from, uh, especially because Arrow is releasing this and they, they go all out with their releases, so I was expecting... Uh, this to be really, really good. Now, I've only watched this one one time, and I do want to give this one another chance uh, because I think I might. I, I sometimes all it takes is another viewing to really, to really uh, fully enjoy uh, some of these movies. And 
The runtime is only 91 minutes, and the synopsis sounds really good, but I just found myself being very bored, and almost, it was like it was one of those where it was kind of hard to follow, and it shouldn't be, because it's essentially, it's, it's a fairly simple movie, uh, but it was still, I'm like, I can't quite get into this, I'm not quite following this, um, but I do want to give this one another chance. I The cover is so cool. And it's such a ripoff of the original Django. I mean, we've got a guy that looks that looks like Franco Nero, and he's dressed in black. He looks like Johnny Cash, and he's holding this Gatlin gun, and it looks awesome. It's not that good, uh, if my memory serves correctly. So uh, I am going to give that one another chance. In fact, I'm going to probably keep that one pulled out on my pile of to-watch-soon movies so I don't forget about it, because I do want to give that one a rewatch. Okay, next up is A Hanging for Django. Now, this one here is uh, is cool. And uh, let me just get this pulled up here. Hanging for Django. I've got the Raro video Blu-ray release of this movie. And uh, I had heard not good things about one, about the print that was used for this. And... Uh, also, just the quality of the movie itself—that it was, it was like, I mean, really bottom of the barrel Italian uh, spaghetti western. So I was not expecting much, but I, it was a spaghetti western, and it's on Blu-ray. And I like to, I like to see these remastered and looking as good as they can. Well, I was pleasantly surprised. One, I think that the quality of the movie itself looked really good. Um, and two, I think that the movie was was quite good for what it was. I actually enjoyed this uh, certainly more than Django Prepare a Coffin, and I think probably more than Django Kill, now that I think about it, just because it's it's mercifully shorter, so any any cheapness in it, uh, it kind of goes away because it, it's fast. It moves fairly quickly. I'm going to read the back of the Blu-ray here. The rich and supremely evil Mr. Fargo runs a highly immoral but profitable business of illegally smuggling poor Mexicans across the Texas border. Once he cashes the little amounts of money these people have, he sadistically dumps them into a ravine. The large list of notorious outlaws that he works with lure two different bounty hunters to town. Johnny Brandon and Everett Preacherman Murdoch. These bounty hunters have two completely different personalities, but their pistols are equally fast and deadly. As they plan to hunt down all the wanted criminals together, Brennan defends the human rights of the immigrants while Preacher Man is simply interested in the rewards. Um, there isn't the Django in this movie. It, that's just all there is to it. Uh, and that's okay. Uh... This is a cool movie, and just now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be watching this movie again. Uh, I just think it's cool, and this one here, so many people get murdered in this movie. It's, it's ridiculous. It's constant shooting. So if you are into dirty, greasy Italians just killing each other for 90 minutes long, uh, you don't even know who's bad and who's good at some points. Go for it. Jump on this movie, because that's what it is. It's just spaghetti insanity, and I loved it. Uh, I, I hesitate to say I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but keep your expectations kind of in check, because it's it's low-rent stuff here through and through. Um, but I sure enjoyed it. So, Hanging for Django. Check that one out. Um, okay, next up is... 
a double header on Blu-ray, and this is one that I can't. It's it's such a bizarre release, and it's great. Uh, but this one I picked up for like five dollars. It's Mill Creek Entertainment, which is kind of a lower rent uh, studio here in the states that released a bunch of two packs at I think Walmart and Best Buy. Uh, they did uh, two packs of like Stealth and Vertical Limit. Um, Oh, a Deep Rising and the Puppet Masters, the Messengers and Freedomland, just a bunch of just kind of random movies that they released for real cheap on Blu-ray. And one of them was uh, this two-parter or this double feature of The Grand Duel and Kioma. And uh, I gotta tell you, uh, very, very, very impressed with both of these movies. Extremely impressed with both of these movies. Um, in fact, I recall giving both of these movies, I haven't watched them in a little while, but they both got four out of five stars from me. Uh, pretty much the same score that I gave the original Django. These are definitely better than the other Django movies that I've talked about. They're not as good as as the holy grail of these movies, which is uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and Once Upon a Time in the West. But this is a great double feature, and they look really good on Blu-ray. Um, I, I, I gotta gotta tell you, go out, and if you can find this Blu-ray, buy it. It's great. I'm going to start with The Grand Duel. This is 94 minutes long, and this stars the awesome badass Lee Van Cleef, and he is great in this movie. An old ex-sheriff, Clayton, Lee Van Cleef, saves young Philip from a group of bounty killers hired by the Saxon brothers. The Saxons believe Philip murdered their father, a brutal man known as the Patriarch. Together, the two make their way to Saxon City, where they can confront the three powerful Saxon brothers and reveal the surprising truth behind the, killer, the killing and patri- of the Patriarch. Uh, masterfully directed by... Giancarlo Santi, and that's uh, Sergio Leone's assistant director. The Grand Duel's originality lies in it being constructed more like a crime thriller rather than a western. Santi learned well uh, Leone's rhythmic use of pauses and the poetry of silent moments, channeling the master's lyrical and epic style. With a fantastic music score by Louis Bakalov uh, that rivals the best of Morricone's com- compositions. The Grand Duel is one of the greatest examples of the genre ever produced, and I would agree with that, hundred uh, percent. It is more of a crime thriller, or a, I, I hate to say a cop procedural because it's not that, but it is kind of as far as you've got this this bounty hunter that's trying to figure out what's going on and double crossing going on. This is this is a much more. Um, much more um, involved than a lot of these other spaghetti westerns where there's just a lot of shooting going on. There is some shooting going on in here, but it's more of a murder mystery type thing where you're just trying to figure out what's going on in this. Uh, I was thoroughly surprised when I watched this the first time. This is from 1972. Um, so it's been, I mean, the, the spaghetti western had been, they've been pumping out movies for quite a while at this point. Um, but and by the way, this is on Amazon Prime Instant Video, so you can watch it for free if you want. Now, I'm not sure if the quality will be up to par with the Blu-ray, but at the very least, uh, you can watch it if you want uh, that way. So, it's a great movie, uh, and that's one where I actually wish that I could talk a little bit more about it, but I hesitate to do so because uh, it's very spoilerish. You just you have to watch it as as this whole murder mystery plot. Thing unfolds and it's it's great so check it out and then the other movie on there is 
almost equally as good, yet totally, completely bizarre. And this one actually stars Franco Nero, who is the original Django. And, uh, oh, man, is this a weird one. Returning from the Civil War, half-breed Kioma, played by Franco Nero, arrives in his hometown only to find it a ghost town oppressed by a gang of sadistic outlaws and a deadly plague sweeping through the territory. Reuniting with his former slave, George, Kioma embarks on a brutal battle against the bloodthirsty bandits that count Kioma's three half-brothers among its members. Uh, saturated in a doomed and gloomy psychedelic atmosphere, Kioma is powerful is a powerful combination of existential symbolism and unrelenting violence. Widely considered the masterpiece of directio, director Enzo G. Castorelli, uh, he did Unglo- the original Inglorious Bastards and a movie called Shark Hunter. Kioma is among the greatest spaghetti westerns ever made. And I'll tell you what, it's a great movie. It, it My only complaint is that it might run just a tad too long, uh, but it is totally bizarre. Uh, it, the, uh, the character, and Franco Nero himself, he looks like this complete and total hippie out of the 60s, and he's like, you're not quite sure what he's supposed to be in the movie. He's got this long wig on. Uh, and it's it's just weird, and it's great. It's great. Uh, it's uh, uh, is it the best spaghetti western I've ever seen? No, but it's certainly watchable. And uh, this as a double feature on this disc is it makes it a must own to me. This is a must own Blu-ray, so pick it up. Um, so that's that double feature there. And then the last one I'm going to touch on just briefly here is The Big Gun Down, starring none other than Lee Van Cleef. And uh, it's it's another great movie, and I could, I could spend a lot more time talking about these movies, but after a while they are all, a lot of them are kind of similar. So, uh, you know, after a while it's like, okay, it's, yeah, it's... It's the usual, it's the, the the bad guys and the good guys. They're shooting each other in the small town. Here, the storyline for this one is Jonathan Corbet is a gunman so brave to have eliminated all the bandits of Texas. For this, he is uh, uh, repurposed for the candidacy of the Senate of the United States. In exchange, he has only to support the constitution of one railway line. Only after he accepts does he come to know that the Mexican uh, Chulio... Uh, uh, Chuchilo has raped and killed a 12-year-old girl. Uh, Corbet leaves on a long manhunt during which he gets to know his adversary better and discovers a variation on, on the crime of which the accused Chuchilo may not be as guilty as he first thought. Another murder mystery type storyline going on in this one. And while it is very good, it's a very good movie, uh, is not it's not as good as the Grand Duel in my opinion, but it's still very good and it has some really good twists and turns in it that make it certainly very watchable, uh, very very watchable. I actually have the German uh, import of this, but since uh, since then this has actually been released here in the states. So if you're interested in this type of thing, check it out. You can get it here in the states on Blu-ray. Uh, but it's, it is a very good movie and. I'm not really going to hit on the Man with No Name trilogy because they're so good, and they're they, now we're getting into non-soft underbelly territory here because those are masterworks. Uh, so uh, I'm just going to keep it at what I've just discussed here. And there is hundreds and hundreds of other movies 
like what I've talked about uh, out there available on like 50 pack movies. Now, granted, there's not just a ton of Blu-rays out there. So if you want to watch really good quality versions, what I've just told you, and there's some other ones too that you can get, um, but there's not a ton of them out there to get on Blu-ray yet. So make sure you check out some of these. they're, They're great. They're so much fun, especially later in the evening. Um, some of them you can just switch your brain off and just enjoy a good old-fashioned shoot-em-up Italian style. It's awesome. So, Anyway, that was my Spaghetti Western episode. I hope you liked this. I hope that you seek some of these out. And if nothing else, give Tarantino's Django Unchained a chance because uh, it's a great movie. And it at least lets you get a glimpse into what what these movies were all about back in the 60s and 70s. Um, I love Westerns, uh, not just spaghetti Westerns. I do love all sorts of different Westerns, but for me personally, the spaghetti Western holds a certain place in my heart, probably because it deals more with soft underbelly type uh, type of movie making. So that's going to do it for me today. I hope you've enjoyed this show. Make sure that you tune into Movie Freaks on iTunes. Uh, we are now up and running, and uh, so uh, after uh, much back and forth with uh, mainly with my with my co-host getting things set up, we are up on YouTube, uh, up on YouTube, up on iTunes. So it was. I'm still feeling the after effects of last night's uh, taping. We had a great show last night, and I probably had too much to drink, and so I'm still a little bit. Um, slow today i guess you sh- i guess i could sh- i could say but uh anyway check out that show and of course check out our friends cinema sidekicks on itunes as well always great hearing from them and that's going to do it for me today and uh next up i truly have no idea where which direction i'm going next uh i had a stack of scream factory blu-rays pulled out that i wanted to hit on so i might touch on them um, but who knows what, uh, what the future will bring for soft underbelly, but I appreciate you listening. And until next time, I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs>